Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to watchnebula.com slash not overthinking with a little hyphen thing in between the not and the overthinking. So watchnebula.com slash not dash overthinking. Through Nebula, you'll firstly get access to all of our podcast episodes ad-free. Secondly, you'll see exclusive content from me and a load of other educational-ish creators. And thirdly, it directly supports this podcast. So you'll incentivize me and Tame to record more episodes. My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Not Overthinking. It's been a while. Taymor, how are you doing? It's been a few weeks, hasn't it? Um, doing pretty well. It feels like it's been a, been a busy few weeks. I think this, I've, been, I've barely seen you these past few weeks. I, yeah. Where, where have you been? Where you were away for a bit. I'm always here. Huh? I'm always oh, no, you were away for a bit. You went to Paris. I went to Paris, yeah. Few, but that was that was ages ago. Mm, um, that was like this time last month. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. Um, last week we had one of our team members visiting from the US. Mm. Uh, I think a week or two prior to that, I had another chap visiting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the time goes, mate. But it's good to be back on the pod. Every every time I've been tweeting in the past sort of couple of weeks, uh, someone <laughs> someone replies like, "Where's the pod?" I'm on like podcast. Yeah. We we need to actually find. Like at the, at the moment, it's like, oh, whenever you happen to be here and we happen to have free time, the yeah. pot will happen, yeah. which is not how you go about actually doing something consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm here like I'm, I'm in London Wednesdays to Saturdays, basically. I mean, the thing that I suggested was Wednesday morning, you come to the studio and we do the podcast there. I just think the home vibe is better, you know. Are there any nights where you, you're, you're in, in the house? Any nights when I'm in the house? Or, or mornings, I guess. Wait, what time do you do? All right, we can we can schedule this off uh, <laughs> off pod. <laughs> we can schedule it offline. Yeah, we'll take this offline. Um, how are you doing? How's, I mean, I mean, it could be kind of interesting. What to <laughs> schedule like, it online? Schedule it online. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be interesting. <laughs> Give people an insight into the intricacies of our calendar. Like we we literally had a whole episode about your calendar at one point. Didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's your calendar looking these days? My calendar, it's not looking so good. Um. Yeah, I feel like these days, time zone stuff is quite annoying, where if you're talking to someone in the US, etc., or if you're like trying to schedule calls, particularly things that are time sensitive, like hiring, like if you're interviewing a candidate or something, and like multiple people need to be on the interview, and then like there's basically no time that works for everyone, so then you kind of have to do it quite late or something, you know. So my calendar isn't looking phenomenal, but it's fine. I think I'm okay with that now. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, how's your life doing? Um, if you'd asked me this yesterday, I'd have said like absolutely thriving. Really? But today I'm feeling pretty grim. I think it's because I was somewhat sleep, sleep deprived last night and I'm, I think I'm a little bit ill. Yeah. You so, sound under the weather, mate. Yeah. So I just spent, um, th- three hours earlier today at an acro yoga beginners workshop, hmm. which was kind of fun. Um, actually, no, yeah, that was, that was really good. Three hours. Yeah. It was a long one. Was that, um, is it fun for three hours? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Oh wow. Like we had a bit of like a 20 minute lunch break in the middle of it. Hmm. Um, and definitely improved. Been doing this acro yoga thing since I like, probably I think like end of January. I think I've done like three or four sessions in total. What's the What's the deal like? What's the It's like what do you get out of acro yoga? Yoga meets acrobatics. Okay, so I guess it improves your flexibility and some strength and stuff. Yeah, it just is also, it's also quite fun because there are a lot of like moves because it's like for 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 the uninitiated, um, it's sort of like you're 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 doing it with a partner. Mm. And so one of you is the base and the other one of you is the flyer. Okay, yeah. And I am usually the base. And yeah. so I am sort of on the floor or on the mat, yeah. supporting the flyer through arms and legs. And then we're going through various moves. Yeah. And so the moves are fairly technical and require large amounts of flexibility and coordination. 
and so even just like learning uh, learning the basic moves is like quite challenging yeah, yeah but also fun because it feels like you're making progress and it's kind of good bands because you're doing it with other people yeah that's cool. and you always have a spotter or someone who's like talking you through the process while holding, oh, okay. holding the flyer up and the bass is like, oh, like make your own personal like, spotter uh no so like normally you work in a group of like three or four oh, okay good. and so two people are doing the thing and two people are spotting the thing yeah. and then the instructors will come by occasionally and do some demos and show you what you're doing wrong hmm. so it's like yeah it's quite fun it's technical it's you know requires large amounts of flexibility so i've yeah. been doing a bunch of hamstring stretches over the last few months oh nice but still like that's a thing that i think if i'd actually committed to doing it five minutes every single day for the oh, last two months mate, yeah would have yeah. made such a big difference yeah. where, where i do it like 10 minutes every now and then yeah <laughs> so similar yeah. to the podcast it just requires a level of commitment that <laughs> this yeah the stretching stuff seems like it's really worthwhile just like doing getting that into the routine my my trainer told me to start doing it he told me to get this app called go wad do you know this one no what is that I think it's just like a good like stretching app. And I, d- I did the initial test, just like a 10 minute test and it like scores you on various types of things and then it like creates a program for you or whatever. But then I haven't done it since. But it does, it does feel like if you have that mobility, you probably just feel better throughout the day. Every, you know, every movement would just feel better. You probably sleep better and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the evidence base is for stretching beyond like re- reducing injury um, when you're working out and stuff. But yeah. I feel like the, 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 there must be something to it. Because I guess like stretching is different to mo- mobility. What do you mean? As in, when I was researching this on Reddit, there were like two separate routines, uh, one for stretching and one for mobility. Whereas like joint mobility and stuff, I think some people would say is the thing that actually matches. Oh, stretching okay, is more on, like, on, a, yeah. you, can, you can do the splits, so what okay, kind sure, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hamstring stretch, ham- hamstring flexibility in particular is very necessary to be able to do acro yoga yeah. stuff which yeah. basically all relies on the base lying down and then having Sitting the legs, legs at a 90 yeah. degree angle yeah, yeah. which I still cannot do hmm. I think also I think stretching also just feels really good like every time I've done like a good stretch you just feel pretty great yeah yeah it's a good vibe there um, so overall life is good except today where I feel a bit grim but I think it's because yeah I'm underslept and somewhat Aww. under the weather but, oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that oh. uh, well look the show must go on indeed uh, yeah <laughs> so, we, we don't have a second or whatever whatever the we don't have a second yeah whatever the uh you know in a second to lose or? no um like a, a second like you know in, in a duel if the main main person dies the second takes over oh really or like in in the theater an, an understudy we don't have an understudy yeah. is a phrase no as in ugh, what i'm trying to say is that yeah. you know you're like the show must go on yeah you were using theater metaphor yeah yeah yeah. and i was saying yeah we like neither of us has has an understudy oh i see like, one of us is, oh, is okay. under the weather with the under, understudy oh, a bit of a, oh god i got it got it sorry it's sorry. even better when you have to explain it yeah yeah well now we can use that smoothly next time Excellent, yeah <laughs> all right so look there's at least one thing I, w- I was keen to talk about sure this this is um this has been cropping up in all in weird places but I, f- I feel like it's um i feel like it's gathering critical mass this is uh I, you're familiar with the whole anti-seed oil movement anti-seed oil no i i only became somewhat familiar familiar with it with dinner and with you and brady the other day <laughs> <laughs> so i suspect a large amount of our audience is not familiar with the anti-seed oil movement okay so at a high level seed oils are yeah there's there's lots you know, there's lots of kinds of seed oils like in the UK, what, what you'd call like vegetable oil is, you know, actually typically rapeseed or canola oil and like sunflowers, sunflower oil, all this kind of stuff. These are all seed oils, basically. And apparently, like some people think that seed oils are literally like poison. So Nassim Taleb, you know Nassim Taleb? Yes. Yeah. Nassim Taleb, you know, author of like uh, Skin in the Game and Black Swan and all these kind of stuff, you know, sort of contrarian guy, you know, seeming, you know, fairly independent thinker, quite a quite an unlikable 
sort of character, but like I think he's he's not wrong about things. <laughs> Basically, he's been he's been anti Cedar for a very for like ages, like at least like five plus years, and he's just like almost has this like religious commitment against eating Cedars of any kind. And Cedars are in basically everything, like. Um, you know, and like Indian Pakistani cooking, like all the curries will have like mm. a boatload of sunflower oil or vegetable oil or something. Um, oat milk has, is, you know, in large part, just like a bunch of seed oils. Does it? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, most like anything, most things that are fried will be fried in like seed oil. Like it's just everywhere. Um, and some people say that it has like really bad effects on your health. Like, it just, it just, you know, you know how I've often said that, like after eating certain kinds of food, I just feel like heavy and stuff, etc. Yeah. Et I had some biryani earlier today, and I felt pretty heavy and grim afterwards. And I was wondering if it was the oil. It, like the seed oils could be the reason for that. We, were, I was looking in, in, into it earlier today, and yeah, it seems like it's okay. Look, I'm no, I'm no scientist, right? But it, it seems like basically seed oils hinder, you know, they sort of as a result, you know, some chemical reactions that results from eating seed oils sort of hinder your cells abilities to produce energy basically um okay you know something to that effect anyway look there's some there's some there's some like there's some studies to back this up etc but like i think the more interesting thing is that like it's this it's this like growing movement that i think is is now reaching critical mass where like a lot yeah a lot of folks on twitter a lot of the folks you know in our twitter circles would would be like anti-seed oil um, I think a lot of it is also uh, a part of the general the, the general sort of movement away from like really processed kind of vibes and, you know, back to like mm. simple old school, you know, ancestral sort of vibes when it comes to eating. Uh, and so Brady, who was visiting us from the US last week, he's he's anti-Cedor gang. Um, yeah, Nassim Saleh, a bunch of people on Twitter, like people who I wouldn't expect, people who seemed otherwise pretty like normie and well-adjusted, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> they're, they're anti-seed oil gang. Um, so oat milk. So do you find, because I've been, I've been keeping a food diary yeah. for the last few days and I haven't found any association between drinking oat milk and feeling grim. Yeah, no, I mean, neither have I. I feel fine after having oat milk. Yeah. More so than after having dairy milk, I think. Mm. Um, so no, I mean, look, I don't know if I don't know if the seed oil is, is the culprit, but basically, there is a large growing anti seed oil gang. Um, if you're interested in, in a, there's a Twitter account called Seed Oil Disrespector. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm sort of very anti seed oil, and then like lots of people, like I, yeah, I bet folks like Nat Eliason and stuff are definitely anti seed oil. Probably, yeah. Like seed oils are in ba- almost everything, right? If you if you decide, okay, I'm not going to have seed oils anymore. Mm. You know, you're, you're going to have a tough time. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to do, you know, lots more home cooking than otherwise, etc. So that's that's seed oils. Now, I think to, I think like you know, abstracting away a little bit. I think I think the anti seed oil sentiment is one of the one of what I'd call the viruses of the mind <laughs> or mind viruses, where like once once you like get on board with this thing, it like. It, it'll infect your mind and like permeate it'll like make its way into your i see day-to-day thoughts and so you just get permeate seed seed pilled yeah yeah seed yeah seed, seed, seed oil pills yeah once you're seed oil pilled yeah it feels to me like a bit of a mind virus because like you know yes okay there may there may be some negative health effects Look, okay, I, I'm not trying to make any comment about like whether you should be anti-seed oil gang. I'm still, I'm still making up my mind on that. But I, 
I, I'm just saying that like watching out for like sea doors and everything, mm. like it'll it def it'll definitely turn into a mind virus where like what do you mean mind, by mind virus? I think something is a mind virus when it hijacks your train of thought in an, in what is a pretty common or day to day activity. So you know, common day to day activity might be I don't know eating food, and if you're anti sea door gang, literally every time you eat food the seed oil thing will be part of your thought process, right? Okay. So it'll it'll hijack its way into that. So would it be similar to the whole cowspiracy, dairy is scary type stuff? What the whole, mean? like, uh, consuming meat is un unethical type stuff that anytime you eat food, it reminds you, if you're, if you're not already vegetarian or vegan, it reminds you that, oh, crap. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like, I, I, I don't know how many people are in the intermediary stage of, like, I'm not I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I feel bad about it kind of thing i don't know how many people are in that stage so your mind virus specifically refers to the intermediate stage of well i've not yet decided to like nasim taleb to religiously cut out seed oils from my life but i kind of know that they're bad and therefore anytime i eat anything with them i'm kind of feeling mm, this seems a bit dodge yeah look may, may, maybe maybe for some people the uh you know wanting wanting to be vegan or vegetarian can turn into a bit of a mind virus but i, th I think that i think the seed oil thing is a good example of a mind virus because yeah, it'll it'll like it, you know it, it it becomes part of like your thought process for this really common daily activity, which is eating. Okay, and the other thing is that I think the associations it creates are dangerous. So, for example, people eat unhealthy stuff all the time, right? Like you'll have you'll have a McDonald's. It's like whatever you don't make a whole thing of it. But if you have this idea in your head of like, oh, seed oils are really bad, then you know if you know something has seed oils in it. I think it'll create this negative association where you'll actually like recoil from this thing or like it'll change the way you view this thing. Even though you could sort of under normal circumstances, okay, like for example, you know, certain chocolate bars might have seed oil. You know, you can eat a chocolate bar. I think for most people it wouldn't be, you know, the fact that chocolate is a bit unhealthy, it wouldn't be a mind virus. But I think the fact that, I think the, the vibe I'm getting from the whole seed oil stuff is that, it would it, it could actually very easily become this mind virus of like you'll just have this really negative association with all of these things and you know okay. you know probably better for your health but like i think it's a great vector for a mind virus basically <laughs> um yeah so i think i just wanted to talk about mind viruses and how i think they're basically these things that like well get into your thought processes for a really common activity create these like negative associations that let that make that sort of stop you from doing that thing mm -hmm. even if you want to be okay doing that thing so let me give you another example of, of a mind virus okay so um i think people who are really anti-germs i think that is like borderline i think that can definitely become a mind virus um for, for a lot of people like you know people yeah there's a lot of people who are like really anti-germs right and you know to, to some degree this is good you know it's, it's good and healthy and stuff like that but i think again i think germs is like uh and like cleanliness is a really potent vector for mind viruses because a it's this thing that's like you, you could if you wanted you could be concerned about that your entire waking existence like there's always there's always like things you're touching right and b like the the negative associations are so, you know with like dirtiness uncleanliness all of this kind of stuff you know some, some people have this idea of like inside clothes and outside clothes right mm. of like oh they wouldn't want to like sit on their sofa or like you know sit on their bed or whatever in outside clothes so i think this is quite a common thing you know even 
if if someone has that particular mind virus, even if they were like, oh man, I wish I weren't like this. I wish I, you know, I wish I, I could just like sit on the sofa in my outside clothes and not have a problem with it. Like the mind virus will, you know, because of the negative association will actually make that really difficult for them. All right, okay. I'll stop there. What do you think of my characterization of mind, mind viruses? Okay, um, so I feel like you've used them with the term mind virus a few times before. I, ha- I have, yeah. Have you been using it in the same context before? Like, I feel like it's a, it, 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 it's almost a, a meme that for that you would you would brand something as being a mind virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I like, have. Okay, I have. You're right. I've historically used it as a bit of a meme and a bit of a like catch-all term, but I think from from like ex- from like experiencing the seed oil stuff over the past week or so, I've like settled on what I think is actually what actually makes a true mind virus. And so like what what are like the, what are some of the things I've called mind viruses before? I think previously we were, you know, we'd often I say often, probably like once. <laughs> and there were two, there's two things I say. I I say I, you know, the psyops and then there's mind viruses, right? Oh, okay. And I think there was one episode where you were asking me, right, like, all right, what's the difference between a psyop and a mind virus? And I can't remember what I said. <laughs> okay. But like <laughs> So now you, I'm putting, so you'd like I'm putting, to over, a, you're putting yeah. a stake in the ground. I'm, I would like to abrogate my, pre- <laughs> my previous... <laughs> I was an expert on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to abrogate my previous claims on mind viruses and put a stake in the ground of like, I think this is a good definition of okay. a mind virus and we need to watch out for mind, vi- like mind viruses and vectors for mind viruses. Okay, so let me summarize. So mind virus is you take something that you do or, or interact with on a somewhat daily basis and you learn that, oh, this thing is actually really kind of bad. And then the badness of that thing infects your mind. And now even if you don't want to stop thinking, even if you don't want to think that that thing is bad, you can't stop yourself because the virus has infected your mind. Yeah, the virus affects your mind by creating this neg- this like strongly negative association with what is otherwise a relatively harmless thing. Oh. I, think, I think that's that's kind of what makes it okay, a virus. A strong negative association with what is otherwise a relatively harmless thing. Fine. So, or like he, a, dis, a disproportionate negative association relative to how harmful the thing actually is. Okay. Or how bad the thing actually. So in the in the case of seed oils, you know, people have been drinking seed oils for generations and broadly seem to be okay. Is it like asbestos? <laughs> asbestos was used <laughs> in all buildings for absolutely ages. Then okay. someone like Nassim Taleb was, probably would have been like, asbestos is really bad, guys. Someone like you know Tamar Abdul fifty years ago would have been like. Oh, we've got to be on the lookout for these mind viruses. Like, it's a it's it's a com- completely harmless substance. Like, and this is a, a disproportionate negative reaction. This guy sounds like a prick. By yeah. the way. And then and then later on, it turns out that oh, Nassim Taleb was right, and the mind virus was it was in fact an actual virus rather than just one that's in, in the mind. <laughs> Similarly to like lead paint or like I don't know using gas in central heating or using what it like lead pipes or any anything like that okay look yeah look here's the (laughs) thing right here's the thing in the seed oil example yeah tell me the difference between seed oil gate and asbestos gate i don't know enough about asbestos and i I didn't realize you knew anything about asbestos either what do you know about asbestos (laughs) it it used to be used in all basically all buildings as like insulation material yeah and then then at some point point, someone realized it was like cancerous and shit Okay, and, they, and now there's, and now there's re- regulation to remove it from all things. That's fine. Like, it's not a mind virus because you're not like <laughs> you're not going to be worried about it day to day. You wouldn't if you have asbestos in your building. 
And everyone's like, asbestos, asbestos causes cancer. The, okay, look, the asbestos thing, like, uh, I'm sure asbestos is quite bad, basically. Like, okay, I, I think that I think a better a better comparison yeah. that would be illustrative mm. is the distinction between wanting to eat healthily in general and wanting to avoid seed oils, right? Like, you know, everyone wants to eat healthily in general. Mm. And everyone knows that part of that is like, oh, occasionally I'll have a McDonald's, occasionally I'll have a chocolate. And for the most part, you don't make a whole, you know, you, you don't like, you know, you don't think it's like, it's a terrible thing. You know, it's, it's not, you know, you're fine with it for the most, you're fine for the most part with like, oh yeah, like with the occasional I, indulgence. In of course I'll occasionally eat something unhealthy. It's not a big deal. Okay. And you right? feel that the seed oil bros are so, are disproportionately anti-seed oil to the point that they wouldn't even consider maybe once a month, you know, with the, or rather, well, once a week, I eat the frequency I have McDonald's having something that contains seed oil. Okay, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to say anything about the seed oil bros. I'm, I'm okay. trying to comment on the structure of the seed oil mind virus, okay? Okay. So I... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Riddle me this. <laughs> Sugar. Uh, yeah. Is, <laughs> discuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. There's some okay, look, look, look. There's something about basically I think part of what makes seed oil when look, when I say seed oil, I mean I mean being anti seed oils. That's what I mean when I say seed oil. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I say sugar, I mean being anti sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some sugar in your tea? What, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, look. I think I think the specificity of it helps something become and you know helps something be, makes it something a better vector for mind viruses, right? I think if you're well, like cleanliness. Huh? Like cleanliness. Mm. And that doesn't sound very specific. It doesn't sound very specific. I feel like... I feel no, like... I just want to... I, I want to say I'm not shitting on your idea. I just want to... No, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're pushing yeah. me in the right direction. I yeah. think this is, these are helpful. These are helpful nudges. Mm. I, do, I think with cleanliness, it's like... I think the germs thing. I think the germs is like the specific thing. It's like... Germs are a mind virus. I think germ phobia is... For sure, mind virus for many. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, but look, I think the thing... And sorry, mind, to clarify, mind virus being defined as a disproportionately negative response to a not that negative stimulus. A disproportionately negative response that also you can't you can't actually control okay. once you once an it's uncontrollable taken of you. disproportionately negative it, response. Yeah, it almost becomes an instinct. An, an okay, an instinct. So like a bit of an ugh. And yeah, an instinctive so sort is, of disgust response. So is, for example, peeing in the sink a mind, a mind virus? No. <laughs> Some people have an instinctive... By peeing in the sink, you mean being anti-peeing in the sink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, no, I mean... Okay. Because peeing in the sink gives a lot of people a disproportionately negative reaction. It's broadly harmless. Um <laughs> No, no, people, no, no, no. Uh, despite how much you and I might convince people that peeing in the sink is, is harmless, they are unlikely to it, get over the... Firstly, it's not a mind virus because it's not something most people are faced... It's, it's not something most people are faced with as a day-to-day -day thing, all right? Peeing in the sink. I mean, I make that decision every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times a day. <laughs> so do I pee in the sink or do I just pee in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know about you. The, the, this takes a, a, a rather large amount of willpower in my life. <laughs> 
No, look, I mean, the people the people who would be anti-peeing in the sink would not be faced, like, you, you're faced with a decision because you're open to peeing in the sink. People who are anti-peeing in the sink, it's not something they have to to have to grapple with on a daily basis. Okay? I see. But people being anti, uh, anti-seed oil, if it is something they may have to grapple with on a daily basis. If, you're, if you are anti-seed oil, it is 100% something you have to grapple with on a daily basis. If you are a germaphobe, it is something you have to grapple with on a daily basis. Okay. And the thing about germ, the thing about the germ thing, I think it's the specificity of what you're looking out for, right? You're looking okay. out for the germs, you're looking out for the seed oil. And then the negative association with it, you know, is like the, the specificity makes it something you can look out for much more acutely. Oh, you know, okay. like if you talk about unhealthiness or like healthy eating as a whole, you can't like acutely like kill yourself over this thing, you know? It's not pointed enough. Okay. But if what, you're looking uh, out for seed oils, or sugar, for example, there's a clear thing that you're doing. It's like, oh, does this have seed oils or not? Does this have germs or not? You know. What about sugar? Is is, is the whole anti-sugar thing a mind virus? Uh, to be honest, I don't. I, I'm not close enough to the anti-sugar thing. Like, I don't. I don't know many people who are like. Yeah, I don't know how that affects. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not close enough to it. Like, I don't follow any Twitter accounts that are super anti-sugar. Okay. So you don't follow. Uh, anti-sugar what, what, what's it anti-seed oil seed oil disrespect yeah <laughs> I don't follow sugar, sugar disrespect <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame <laughs> poor guy <laughs> no sorry sorry sugar disrespect I think we need to do a, so, a you doing God's work <laughs> <laughs> all of the all of, all of the usernames that contain disrespect her yeah. to understand more about like <laughs> yeah but you understand what I'm saying if um, if the thing you're looking out for is a really specific thing yeah you can you can like run on your hamster wheel like just like I mean, going crazy about this thing. Oh, uh, I, I okay. I I would pro- possibly push back on that characterization because, for example, if you're into the whole halal meat thing, mm-hmm. you're like, does this thing contain meat? It's not like you're driving yourself crazy looking out for anything that that hasn't got meat. It's just like you're asking a question: does this contain meats? Yeah. If you, if you have a nut allergy, you're not driving yourself crazy because you have a nut allergy. You're just like, does this thing contain nuts? If so. No, thank you. And if 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 not, I'll take two. You know, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. Similarly, the seed oil bros. I'm not. I I, I don't know. Is it fair mm-hmm. to say that they're driving themselves crazy because something contains seed oils or not, or someone who's vegan is driving themselves crazy because they're like, yeah. I want to make sure this thing doesn't contain meat. That's a fair point. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a un, uncharitable. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not trying to say anyone is bad. By the way, I'm sure. tr- it's the seed oils that's the problem. No. <laughs> I do feel like it's different to something like being a vegetarian, being vegan or whatever, right? Like, Well, because those are general categories of I don't eat meat rather than a specific category of I don't eat specifically seed oil. Mm. Like, it's the same as a nut allergy then. Okay, l- let's take a step back from, okay. from the seed oils and think like when you had that eureka moment when you were in the shower or in the bathtub, like Archimedes, yeah. of like, I've got it. The term mind virus describes yeah. seed oils and it describes germs. <laughs> <laughs> What more was going on in your mind for you to, for, for that to feel like such a such a eureka moment? <laughs> wow! All right. Okay. Look. Let me. Let me get. Okay. 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 How about let, this? Let's take it as given that let, this is. Let's take it as given yeah, that these, germs, these are, these are mind, viruses. mind viruses. Let me. Let me. What is your let me next? Tell you, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Let me receive revelation of what other mind viruses are, and then we can try and nail that to death. Okay. But let's. So, so let's take it as given that that's a thing, and that there are probably there's this set of mind viruses which yeah. we are, are currently unable to identify. Yeah. What was the next stage of your your thesis about mind viruses? Now that we've established the definitions. <laughs> Well, I was like, oh, I'd love to share that with Ali on the podcast. And he's not going to be a dick about it. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so it wasn't like, uh, okay. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I don't think you're being there. I think these are fair points you're making. Yeah. But okay, let me let me try and let me tell you another mind virus. So we're still in the uh, trying to define define mind virus. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because I well, feel okay, like normally okay, when you come well, up with the, one of these theories, it's like is it more know, well formed? Oh, I mean, oh, but it's like oh, okay, okay. It's a mind it's a mind virus. Yeah, but but what and, are the and then what? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, what are the implications? Okay, well, I think the implications. Okay, so I th I think if my definition is reasonable, one implication is that we should be wary of potential mind virus vectors and when we see them we like nip it in the bud a little bit you know for example that would be one one um, implication so what's a mind virus vector the seed oils are bad the nar the narrative that seed oils are bad is a mind virus vector because if you subscribe to that narrative then it has those characteristics of like right this is going to be going through your mind 10 times a day and it will create this negative association that will become an inst instinct. You you instant instinctively recoil from this thing. So the narrative of seed oils are bad. It, that's the, the mind virus vector. That's the vector. And the mind virus is that is that seed oils are bad. <laughs> the, the mind virus is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm very to understand this, but like I just, I'm just trying to clarify. Mind virus vector equals the narrative that seed oils are bad, but the mind virus itself is that seed oils well, are bad. Well, okay, you know. Therefore, the can can we replace vector with a narrative? Safely, or are we just no, using no, vector no. because you because you you like your virology terminology? The Germans mind are, virus. Germans are vector for viral transmission. <laughs> the mind virus. It's okay. Look, seed oils are bad. The narrative is the vector because, like, and what's the what's the virus? The virus. A is vector is a thing when you yeah. The virus, right? the, vi the virus is the is like the the thing that. It affects you, like that takes hold of you. Where, like, you the, ideo make, the ideology, the ideology that seed oil is about in this case. So the ideology is the virus, and the narrative is the vector for transmission. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm defining a mind virus vector. Maybe that's what I'm defining. Like uh, something is a potential vector for a mind virus yeah. if it has those properties. Because if it has those properties, then it has the potential to take hold to to take hold of your mind. That's what the virus is, isn't it? As opposed to the vector. Look. A virus has a potential to... Look. Yeah, look. Yeah. Sorry. Look. Please go. <laughs> okay, look. The female Anopheles mosquito is the vector for malaria. Correct. It doesn't mean every single female Anopheles mosquito yep. has malaria. Sure. Or if you get bitten by one, you'll definitely get malaria. Yep. It means you should watch out for female Anopheles mosquitoes. Sure. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is... Yes. I love, I, so, I love this. This is good. Great. This is right? Good. So now, what is malaria and what is the female Anopheles mosquito in this case? The female Anopheles mosquito... Is the narrative is the seed oils are bad. Seed oils are bad. Good. So what's malaria in your example? Sorry? And so what is malaria here? Malaria is the state of like... The, I mean, look. Malaria, surely malaria is thinking that seed oils are bad. That's, that's the idea that's taken hold of your mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Being... Well, malaria is being infected with the seed oils is bad narrative right <laughs> okay okay look so, so malaria is thinking that seed oils are bad okay let me let's, 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 let's simplify this let's talk about the female lobby's mosquito right by all means okay <laughs> you're speaking my language now <laughs> keep going <laughs> right the mosquito is the vector for malaria correct okay if the mos if you let the mosquito bite you yes you may end up you may get this you know you may end up with correct Malaria. <laughs> a high temperature, blah, 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 etc., which we call malaria. If you keep the mosquito at arm's length, you know the mosquito is bad. Okay, no, I don't think that's the right angle. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Let's get back to the female Anopheles mosquito. So female Anopheles mosquito is at arm's length currently. Like, okay, I think, basically... I think, okay, look, okay. Here, here, here's what I think is going on. I think you're trying, You're using too many big words where smaller words will suffice. Okay, fine. If we take as given, which you know is, is somewhat disputed, your definition of mind viruses, in this so case... the definition of the mind virus vector. In this case, the mind virus is the idea that seed, that seed oils are bad. The, the, the idea is the virus that has taken hold of your mind. Okay, the reason and the vector for transmission is your Twitter timeline. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the vector for transmission is a particular narrative or is a particular book or is a thing that transmits the virus and the virus is the ideology. No, okay, look, here's the thing. The ideology doesn't have to be a virus. It depends what you do with it, right? Like, I could, I could have a healthy dis- dislike for germs that means sure. that I wash my hands regularly and shower regularly, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I don't, you know, I'm fine sitting on my sofa. So, it, so, and so in that case, the virus, the virus is not like some people, the virus up, is a disproportionately. Well, yeah. Negative like some, some people end up having a pathological response to the thing. Some people don't. Oh, so the virus is the idea that is, it's a pathological response to the idea that the thing is bad. Yeah, if you if you develop the pathological response to the thing, to to whatever, yeah, you have the virus. Like we don't need to give it a name. I guess, I guess the. Do you understand? No. The reason it, the, look, okay. The reason germs are bad is a vector rather than the virus, is that I could think germs are bad, in a moderate way, and not let it ruin my life. Uh, okay. <laughs> but. But you know, so it has the okay. it has the potential so to the take na- hold of you and ruin your life. You do, it doesn't it doesn't always do it like the mosquito. Like yeah. okay. it doesn't always do it. It has that potential. I see. Some people will be will get infected. Some people won't. So sure. Okay, I've got it. So the it's, so the the narrative that germs are bad, is, yes. is your vector. Yes. And most of us keep keep that that narrative at arm's length. We're like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, germs I'll have bad. sure. Germs I'll wash bad. my hands. I'll, I'll wash my hands and I'll stuff. Shower, yeah. I'll sanitize my hands, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Uh, but some people allow that uh, vector to bite them or uh, and 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 in the unlucky few that results in a disproportionate response yeah to in what becomes an instinctual instinctive response yeah. an instinctual response like so you they can go, no longer so they go it. overboard with the whole germs a bad thing yeah like the yeah so in this example the narrative that seed oil, the narrative hyphen that hyphen seed oils are bad is the vector yes and for some of us, like, okay, cool, seed oils, seed oils are bad. I'm going to cope with olive oil it, yeah. Yeah, rather than vegetable oil, which is actually a decision I made recently. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, especially because <laughs> olive oil apparently has a high smoke point, so it's good for cooking and whatever. Okay. Um, but for some, for your for your bros um, on, on Okay, I'm on not saying way. my no, bros no. are infected with the mind virus. <laughs> okay. for, for, I would never say that about my bros. For a hypothetical bro who may be, who's infected with the mind virus, yeah. they now have a disproportionate negative response to seed oils. Yes. Okay. Okay. I get it. You get it. Okay. Now let me, t- let's talk about more mind viruses. I thought we were going to talk about implications. Oh, I mean like the, the implication is you got to be wary. You got to be wary of something that has that structure of like, okay, could this thing like permeate my, you know, could this, w- will this narrative like affect a really common thought process for me? Mm-hmm. Which is like, should I eat this thing? Should I touch that thing? You know, that's, and two, is this narrative creating a negative association as part of that like thing. Okay. Okay. How's, how's this as an example of mind virus or mind virus vector? Yeah. The mind virus vector in this case would be <laughs> the idea, the, the idea or the narrative that everyone is playing a status game. Okay. 
And for uh, for most of us, we're like, yeah, cool. I can see that. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. Keep it arm's length, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep that in mind. You know, I wouldn't take something too personally if I know that whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know that everyone's playing a status game at the end of the day. But then there are going to be some people that have a disproportionate response to the idea that everyone is playing a status game. And they're going to start seeing this in every interaction that they have. They're going to think that that person with the, with the dog on the street who said hi to them is only saying hi to them because they want to signal a sense of like social whatever, whatever, because they're playing a status game. They're mm-hmm. going to think that anyone who said hello to, to them at work is trying to be a social climber. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This yeah. pervasive thought yeah. that everyone is playing a status game would start to disproportionately like negatively affect yeah. their life yeah. because they're thinking about it too much. Yeah. So could that, is that a mind Yeah, yeah, I think that could be my verse. Sick. Sure. It could be my verse. Yeah. I love it. Let me tell you another mind verse. This is going to be a controversial one. I think, I think the current sleep discourse is bordering on mind virus. Oh. Right. I think the current sleep discourse is bordering on mind virus because I think plenty of people, you know, if you're really into sleep tracking, all this kind of stuff, and like, this isn't coming from me, you know, pretty lucky i've always had good always been fine on the sleep front no issues there right i have friends who like track their sleep you know or hour ring all this kind of stuff and this is coming this is coming from them of like telling this to me and this is coming from other people who are like yeah blah blah, blah. sleep discourse is becoming a bit of a mind virus because i mean you know you sleep like every single day like it's you know and even when you even when you're not asleep like you would be thinking about it of like oh am i tired am i not tired etc cetera, etc cetera. so like you know it has that property um and and it has a negative association where it's like, oh man, I need I need my eight hours, I need my X hours, otherwise I'm you know I'm gonna have a shit day kind of vibes. Um, and so, if uh, if you let the, if you let the if the virus infects you, I think I think the truth is you know a lot a lot of people, you know, if you have a six hour if you have you get six hours sleep one night, you'll be fine the next day if you just crack on with it. Whereas if you get six hours sleep. Oh, I mean, if you get six hours sleep, but you don't know how much sleep you got, you'll definitely be fine. <laughs> if you get six hours sleep and your hour ring tells you, oh, you, you got six hours sleep, maybe it highlights it in red rather than green, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. You'll wake up, you'll think, oh, shit, I only got six hours sleep. I'm going to have a terrible day. I'm so tired kind of vibes. Um, and so I think, I, I do think the sleep discourse is getting to that point where like, yes, sleep is important. Yes, you know, healthy sleep, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes, sure. But you're a lot, you know, you you're more resilient than uh, than you think. And if you if you take if you let the virus take hold of you, you will be like, yeah, just yeah, you know what you know what I'm saying. So I discovered this at university when I, but 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 the way I phrased it was that um, something about sleep being a placebo effect. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Where if you look, if if I'm struggling to fall asleep, I will not look at the time. Yeah. Because if I know that it's three o'clock in the morning, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I work back, I'm like, shit, I've already got four hours of sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guaranteed to have a bad day. Yeah. Whereas if I don't realize, if I don't know if it's one or two or three or four or twelve, yeah. because you just stop losing tra- track of time, I'll just crack on with it. You'll and, crack on with it. Yeah, you, you know, you probably get tired a little bit earlier the next day, and you'll think, oh man, I'm ready for bed. You'll have a good night's sleep. Nice. All right, that's another mind virus. Tick. All right. What what is more? what is more mind virus? <laughs> <laughs> this is a mind virus. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, more mind virus. <laughs> I would I would I would like us to take a step back and think: Is the terminology of mind virus here like useful? Is there a more is there a simpler way that doesn't require forty three minutes and thirty seconds worth of explanation <laughs> to get at? Like, would, would, for example, overthinking. Overthinking is too abstract to be a mind virus. No, I mean, can we, dis, can we uh, 
instead of using the mind virus terminology, can we say so someone overthinks about germs or overthinks about sleep? No, no, no. Okay. I think, I think crucially overthinking, overthinking is definitely not the right way because mm. I think the really important part of a mind virus is that once it's taken hold of you, you can't, you can't control your response to this thing anymore. Overthinking, you know, thinking is like, you know, it sounds like an intentional thing, you know, think I'm thinking, right? Mm. Like, I know a lot of people who overthink would say that they can't control. No, no, over, I know. Yeah. But like overthink, you know, just like thinking is, a, is an active choice, right? Okay. Once you have the virus, you can't, you know, it, it has you, you can't control the, its effects on you. And I think that's, that's a really tricky piece of the mind viruses. And you kind of can't, for example, like you can choose to not look at your arrow ring in the morning. I mean, okay, sure. But like when you, what, what you can't control is that if you, with the knowledge that you had six hours sleep, you can't really control like how that affects you. I see. Right, so I don't think I think mind virus is a good term, dude. What's wrong with mind virus? Forty-five minutes. I think you're gonna okay. Look, I think we had we had to also define mind virus vectors, blah blah blah, in order to like get to this point. Sure, sure. but like I think mind mind virus is a good concept. Like people have been people have been throwing the term around. Like the, yeah, the term definitely like there's something to it. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think the term is good, man. Okay, I mean, I'm just keen on sort of brainstorming solutions to to like if there is if there is if okay, there is sure. a simpler way of describing yeah, that, yeah, that, that doesn't need a large amount of explanation. But no, no, no I, I don't ideal. think like so. For example, is there so taking the examples of status game, germs, sleep, and seed oil? Uh, is there some is is there a word uh, is or phrase other than mind virus that links links all those things together? Psyop. No, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it affects the mind. And it's a virus. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, look, it, it affects the mind. It's this like negative thing that mm. affects your body. Like you, what you, you call that virus called disease, a mind disease. I don't know. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm told. <laughs> yeah. Mind virus. Mind virus is good. All right. Okay. Well, what is, well, let's try and get to one more mind virus before we, call, before we end the episode. Mm. I've got one. Yeah. Um, so in the last few months, I've heard from three or four separate female friends yeah. You know, this is going to be controversial when I say, when I oh, say female friends. Here we go. <laughs> um, that there is, um, that they, they, they've been speaking to their guy friends. And one of the guy friends has, has said that, oh yeah, like men will be broadly keen to have sex with almost anyone. Okay. And so these girls have been like, wait, what? Like you're saying that my male friends would be down to have sex with me if I proposition them. And the guy friends were like, yeah, probably like probably like 80 to 90% of them. Okay. Yeah. And now that has been a mind-blowing revelation for all four people I've spoken to this. Oh, they really? Okay. Didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah. Because, or uh, you know, the whole the whole narrative of oh, but but I I consider us friends. I didn't realize they looked at me in that way. Kind of. Idea. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so could it be the the knowledge that that is probably true? Yeah. Because that'd be mind virus. Could that be mind virus material? If someone then overcorrects or dispropor it disproportionately affects all their reactions to think, oh my God, is this guy only talking to me because he, he wants to sleep with me, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas most of the people are like, look, man, guys just have a lower bar when I have sex with someone and would, mm -hmm. would broadly be down a proposition. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, could be. Yeah, I guess I, I, have, I haven't spoken to enough people about it to get a sense for like how this affects the psyche, mm -hmm. to be honest. Okay. I think you should do some polling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, it's hard to say. I think we, we can definitely come up with one more. All right. Like what are the, what are the day-to-day -day activities that one person would, someone would do? I mean, I think with similar to the seed oil thing, there's all sorts of like dietary things like sugar. 
Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, uh, I don't know, e-numbers was a thing back in the day. Mm. Everyone was like yeah. up in arms about e-numbers. Yeah, I think it's e I think it's easy for dietary stuff to turn pathological mm. because it has the structure. Rest time. Oh, go on. So there is a narrative in society yeah. that one must have good work-life balance, one must rest at the end of the day, one must take time for self-care, et cetera, mm. et cetera. I, I, I think similar to the sleep thing, potentially, um, the potential mind virus here is a disproportionate reaction to a disproportionate response to that thing. You know, oh, I absolutely need to have my three hours of watching Netflix each evening because mm. that that's self-care and it helps me relax kind of vibe. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's potentially a bad thing if it conflicts with goals that you deem to be higher priority. Yeah. So if, for example, someone had a high priority goal of, I want to start a business. Yeah. And they also had the mind virus of, I have to watch three hours of Netflix or self-care every night. Yeah. It would be very hard for them to get their business off the ground. Yeah. And I think the whole, this relates to how the whole anti-hustle culture movement <laughs> is somewhat of a mind virus. Mm. Um, because generally, like I think having, having an arm's length is like, a general idea of, hey, there are seasons of life, some seasons where you have to work harder than others. Yeah, yeah. Let's try and have a good balance. Uh, whereas that can flip too much into the territory of, yeah, being almost too zealotry-ish mm, about yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah. I must have stopped work by 6 p.m. every night. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm I'm prone to burnout or otherwise I'm going, I'm I'm hustle culture, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think just, again, healthy, healthy relationship with that kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than like mate. black and white, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and for some people, the black and white thing is useful. If someone is very, very, very prone to working until 11 p.m., yeah. having some sort of hard shutdown time yeah. can be helpful. Yep. yep. Mate, I love it. Yeah, I think that's such a certified mind virus. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th I think that's a really good one. Yeah, this is something I've thought about. I think I, think I, used, to, I used to have a bit of this, I used to have this mind virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a while ago. What do you mean? I think at university, I kind of had it where I just had this like, oh no, it's past 10 p.m. I couldn't possibly do any maths now. <laughs> I mm. need to rest. <laughs> if I've been chilling all day. <laughs> like, yeah, for some reason I had that. And then, yeah, I think there were, there was there were, have been periods of time during causal where I felt like, oh, have I? Yeah, maybe. I think, there, there, I think there have been periods of time where I felt like, oh man, you know, I need this like time in the evening or whatever. But yeah, I, I, oh, okay. I think I had the mind virus at university. Sometimes, like you do, feel the nat the like natural, genuine urge of like, I need I need to have some rest or something. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say it was mind virus levels at university for me, nice. but it has not been since. Yeah, but yeah, I can I can imagine that being a mind virus. Yeah, for sure. I love That's it. A good place to end it. Man, you're about to get cancelled for these two mind virus suggestions. You Am I? No. that's fine we'll cut them out from the pod <laughs> no I think it's chill yeah. awesome I'm glad we got to the bottom of that we figured out the mind viruses um, I just want to I did a I did a Twitter poll have you seen my Twitter poll no I did a Twitter poll oh yeah it's good that you haven't seen it because I can ask you to try and guess the results alright this was the question do you have an affective disposition towards yourself e.g. self love like I love myself self hate like I hate myself or, you know, something, something milder. Right, the options are, yes, I do have this kind of disposition and it's mostly positive. Option A. Option B, yes, I do have it, but it's mostly negative. Are you like, I don't like myself, hate myself. Or option C, no, I don't think that way. Hmm. Right, okay. what do you think are the results? Okay, interesting. I would say 40% negative, 30% positive, 30% I don't think that way. 
You're pretty close. You're pretty close. 34, it was 34% positive, 31% negative, 35%. I don't think that way. Oh, okay. So basically yeah. the third, third. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty, broadly. pretty even. Yeah. yeah. So like two thirds of people do think that way of which half yeah. of them positive, half of them negative. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Nice. What's yours? I don't really think in those terms. And so like, yeah, just I heard a lot of stuff over the past few years or whatever about you know, this idea of like learning to love yourself or like pe- you know, people like expressing the sentiment of like, uh, you know, like I often feel like I hate myself or like I dislike myself or like, mm. you know, this kind of stuff. Um, and then I think I just saw, saw it like once, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. I just saw it on like some Instagram video and I was like, huh. <laughs> the poster the poster brain <laughs> switched on i was like right this needs to be a twitter poll and like what i was well, i was trying to think like i was trying to i think i assume i always assume because people sort of spoke so you know as if these were like sort of normative categories of some or like you know the the way of people often talk about it is like as if everyone has some kind of disposition towards themselves and theirs happens to be negative or, or positive or whatever right like it's often talked about in that way, and I was kind of thinking. Well, I, I think I guess I, I always kind of assumed like, oh yeah, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I have some disposition. But then I was kind of thinking about. It, I was like, eh, there's not really any. I can't really. There's not really any time where I'd like have a thought in that kind of frame, or like I wouldn't really know what I'd express about myself if I was trying to say something, trying to make a comment like that. Another way of thinking about this is that everyone does in fact have some kind of affective response to themselves. It's just that the third, the third of people that claim not to think in those terms probably are not aware of what their affective response to themselves is. It rears its head in, for example, things like growth mindset and things like kind of the general attitude of I'll be able to figure something out or I don't, I sort of a general feeling of being uncomfortable with certainty, uh, with uncertainty. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust that I'll, I'll be able to deal with it when it comes. Yeah. I feel like those sorts of views generally lend themselves towards a more positive affective affect towards oneself in term, at least in terms of one's abilities whereas people who have may, maybe a negative one won't necessarily think in those terms well i know I, I think there is i mean i think there is a, such a thing as like confidence mm. generally but i think i think having a sentiment like having a sentiment of like like or dislike towards yourself it's mm. it's not really you know the confidence thing it's more like it's it's a more objective it's more measurable of like oh you know this is this is the way that i am like if you're saying you like you like yeah, someone like dislike someone like. love hate like it's different it's a very different kind of sentiment you know and like yeah yeah i don't i don't really vibe with that terminology there i, d- I did try to to read kamal ravikant's book love yourself like your life depends on it yeah um which who was it was it tim ferris or someone who said this was like absolutely freaking game changing and there are a few other sort of internet people who I, I respect who said that this book was like really sick. Yeah. And I, I really didn't get it. Like I read about half of it and I was like, okay. Mate, he told you you weren't ready for it. <laughs> is that, this is that. No, no, no. That's oh. Kapil Gupta. Oh, sorry. Kapil Gupta. Yeah. Oh, Kamal Ravikant. Uh, okay, yeah. Bro. So Naval's brother, I suppose, to Naval's guru. Oh, I see. Sorry. Um, sorry. Which in our case is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't really vibe with yeah, the idea of liking myself or not liking myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I look in the mirror in the, in the lift, I think, damn, I look good today. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if that counts. I don't think that counts. I feel like mm. the, the liking or disliking it seems more yeah. profound than... But I I also don't really think in terms of like, I like or dislike other people. So I wonder if there's some element of that that's... 
Like it's just not a thought process that I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I like heard, that I've person. I dislike that, that person. That kind of comment, yeah. Yeah. Honest, yeah. So I, if I don't have that view towards other, yeah, people, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think you do that. Yeah, but like I, there, I tend to this thing. Everything is as, is as it is. I'm, I'm, I'm just like really enlightened. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I live in the present moment. Everything is absolutely fine the way it is, and I can I control the things that are in my control. Yeah. <laughs> It's a secret. <laughs> but like you choose to hang out with certain people more often than others. Sure. So I get, I guess my revealed preferences are that I like, I like some people more than others, but it's just, n it's not a thought process. Like I would never once think of, of, of any friend that, <laughs> oh, I like this person. Well, so you never see someone's tweets and you think, man, I hate this I hate this guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's never. quite good. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think you do that. I think I do do. I do that. I think, I think also like, I don't know. I, I just feel, I, t I tend not to have a lot of preferences about things. And this is like, I think this, this is worth exploring in a, in a, in a, in a future pod episode where if someone would be like, what's your favorite food? I'd be like, Hmm, I can't just eat what's in front of me and I'll broadly enjoy it. Like I can, I'm sure I can bring to mind certain, certain preferences if, but it kind of depends how I'm feeling. Like I quite like burgers. I like spaghetti bolognese. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I do have preferences for things like, you know, I, I, I prefer a, you know, a MacBook rather than a Windows laptop. <laughs> so like, it's, you know, this, hmm. I I've I, I often feel I have I have fewer preferences about things than more than most other people that I know do. Slash just just based on the frequency of other people expressing preferences about things mm. and me thinking, huh, I actually didn't really have a preference about Yeah, that yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is really interesting. Mm. So I think it's on the same same sort of genre as like the whole like dislike thing, mm. like things, other things, other people. You've never thought that you've just like you dislike a person. Never thought that. Very rarely. Like I, I literally cannot remember the last time I had that thought. I mean, other than every day when you scroll through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, the the most common examples are on Twitter of like yeah of like someone who I don't follow who's like still in the circles. His yeah. tweets I have to see on my timeline until it, you know unless I choose to mute them or something. I mean, I, I wonder if like, life, like I think I think for example if I if I hadn't done the whole like you know being a, a thought leader on the internet yeah. Um, I might have looked at I don't know some other thought leader on the internet. So I I I might have I might have looked at someone like Tony Robbins and been like, oh, this guy's such a tool. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> right. But and I know a lot of people who have that response yeah, to yeah, yeah. people like that. Yeah. And I always kind of think that look, man, he's just trying his best to help, like help people live the best life. <laughs> yeah. like, allow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, I think for me, like I do have I do have a strong strong like aesthetic preferences on the whole. And I think that's what a lot of this stuff comes down to. And I think you you just don't seem to be like strongly wired in along that dimension. You know, I yeah. think that's what uh, that's what comes to mind. I guess, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I'm just enlightened. Yeah, shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. Right, good episode. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Bye. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Apple Podcasts website if you're not using an iPhone. There's a link in the show notes. If you've got any thoughts on this episode or any ideas for new podcast topics, we'd love to get an audio message from you with your conundrum, question, or just anything that we could discuss. Yeah, if you're up for having your voice played on the podcast and your question being the springboard for our discussion, email us an audio file mp3 or voice note to hi at notoverthinking.com. If you've got thoughts but you'd rather not have your voice played publicly, that's fine as well tweet or DM us at nOverthinking on Twitter, please. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.